Okay, welcome into the buck and over. We are 2-0-1 and one in our daily overs, and our last game we got our first win. So we're 1 out of 65 on the road to the season total over. Today is the home opener. They did it on 4-1-2 day, thanks to the lockout. The first pitch was scheduled for 4-12, but didn't quite make it there. Uh, we're going to have recaps of the game. The over-under was at 8.5. A, a little bit of O'Neill Cruz talk. And then maybe time to extend Reynolds now that you got Hayes locked up. All of that's coming up here on episode four. Okay, the bucking over episode four. Happy home opener, 4-1-2 day. Like I said, first pitch was scheduled at 4-12 p.m. and missed it by about three minutes. 4-15 was the official first pitch. Minor things. Um, the home opener is special for a lot of people. Uh, it's the first chance to go to PNC Park, which everyone will tell you is the best ballpark in America. Um, some people, Phillies fans, will tell you the bread lines are horrible. You know who you are. Um, I have a small story I want to share about home openers. Um, growing up in Southwest Ohio, getting out to Pittsburgh really wasn't an option for me very often. Um, but one year me and my dad and my brother decided we're going to go to a Steeler game. Uh, they just won the Super Bowl, and we were going to opening night. We go through the ticket lines and the tickets that he had purchased were all fake. All three of us at the same time that like beady just all three of us, sick to our stomachs, couldn't enjoy the rest of the night. Steelers won that game. But the story doesn't end there. He calls the guy up and he says, hey, these tickets were fake. And the guy was so embarrassed. He gave me and my dad free opening day tickets for the Pirates later that year. And with that, home opener tradition was born. And we went for 10 years straight, 2010 to 2019. And of course, 2020 with the COVID, uh, that kind of ended that. And we weren't able to go this year due to obligations, but hopefully next year we can get back to it. But going to a home opener, it's more than just going to see a baseball game. It's the start of spring. You get to see baseball again live in person. You smell the smells. You take in the sights. You know, you hopefully see a few home runs. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's something more than just seeing a baseball game. Um, for me, I've seen. Like I said, we went to 10. You know, I've seen everything from the lowly Pirates beating the Dodgers 11-5. to I think Garrett Jones had two home runs that day. Everyone talks about the Corey Hart home run. They just picked him up out of nowhere, and he had a home run. Um, of course, you also have Neil Walker walking it off as the most, you know, last time they played the Cubs on opening day. Um, those kind of moments are just... It's great. It makes you feel good. You're excited about the season, and it's great. I mean, I've also seen them lose one nothing games to the Phillies and seven to one games against the Rockies. But that's, you know, that's by that point you're over. You're just, you're ready to go at that point. <laughs> so, but this year, like I said, obligations weren't, wasn't able to make it. Uh, he had a business trip and uh, I actually took my son to his second ever T-ball practice. So we're going to continue the love of the game on to the next generation. Um, don't ask me how the T-ball practice went. He's four years old. It's pretty much watching him sit in the grass, but we'll get there. Baby steps. Um, for the game recap, like I said, the over and over under was eight and a half. Um, 
not much to talk about this game as far as run production. The over was never going to hit, um, especially you know with the pitching performances um, from these pitchers. Um, Brian Reynolds hit a home run. That was exciting to see in the eighth. Unfortunately, it was Seiya Suzuki day. Uh, he had two home runs, one in the fifth off of Quintana and one off in the seventh off of Banda. And that was the total run production. It was a two to one game. Cubs won um, three solo home runs. Uh, very little small ball played today um, as the long ball was present. Although Brian Reynolds' home run was kind of a cheapy wall scraper. But hey, if it goes over, it counts. Um, Quintana had a nice, solid start. Five and one third inning, five hits, an earned run. He gave up those that one home run. Um, they took him out at 71 pitches. 70 pitches appears to be where they're taking people out, um, at least early on. So we'll have to monitor that, I guess. Um, Brian Hayes came in. Another hit, very solid defensively. Looks like he's steady Eddie. He's just going to be every day just, you know, given in that, as his dad called, professional effort. They interviewed him for about an inning and a half, and it was something else. <laughs> um, Bednar was solid out of the pen. He came in and pitched the top of the ninth, I believe. You know, no troubles with him. Um, and also, Stratton looked good, too. He uh, he had an inning, a couple strikeouts. He looked very good. Um, some of the trouble spots, though, yikes. Um, Cole Tucker, man. 0 for 10, three strikeouts, yet to get a hit on the season. I mean, you got to let him try to work it out. At the same time, you got to try to put winners out there. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to figure it out. He will. I mean, you can't go 0 for your whole season, can you? I mean, maybe he's going to try. We'll see. Keep putting him out there. Maybe give him a DH, work his hitting. Maybe throw him out there as a relief shortstop for Newman. Um, I don't know. He's got to figure it out. He just needs to get a hit. He needs to get off the schneid. He needs to get going. Um, Vogelbach and Satsugo looked completely lost. Um, I think they pitched. I think a, they pitched Vogelbach and Sutsugo very similarly, down and away. I think there was one sequence where Vogelbach they pitched every single pitch down and away, and he just looked at them all. He's like, I can't even hit that pitch, and he struck out, and that's what happens. Um, Newman, his defense will keep him in the game. He's very. He's got good defense, uh, but an 0 for, 0 for four day for him uh, at the plate. Which brings us to everyone's favorite prospect, O'Neill Cruz. Um, you know, another two for three day in AAA. He seems to be doing just fine there. Um, I did read, though, one counterpoint, which I found interesting. They, If you look at like the top three, of course, Addis, Addison Rushel, uh, Rushman, uh, Adley Rushman. I cannot say that. It's a tough name. I'm bad with names if you haven't told, couldn't tell already. Um, if you look at the top three, Bobby Witt, Julio Rodriguez, Spencer Torkelson, um, it is a small sample size. It is a couple days. So if you're going to look at these stats and say, oh, it's a small sample size, then you also have to do that for Newman and Tucker as well. You have to be fair on both sides. But through a handful of games, uh, Bobby Witt, 16 at-bats, batting 125. Julio Rodriguez, 14 at-bats, batting 071. Torkelson, 12 at-bats, 083. So, you know, not saying Cruz is going to be doing the same things. Even if he's batting 200, it's not going to help this team right now. He is going to be helping this team next year, the years after. So might as well 
let him develop, you know, let Twitter burn down to the ground every time he gets a hit and Newman strikes out. And it's just, you know, we are not the GMs. We are here to be irrational and to be have fun and enjoy the game as best we can. But, you know, patience is the word. It's going to be very hard to be patient. But when he does get called up, it's going to be very exciting. Everyone will be so excited until he bats 150 or 200. You know, if he starts doing that, then people will be like, oh, you know, they'll find something else to complain about. No need to worry about that. Uh, the other last little uh, nugget of information that I did find on TikTok, actually. So if you're bashing TikTok as some kind of dance thing, there is sometimes you can find some stuff on there. Um, as far as gambling, betting on bad teams after they win a game, so far this year, 11-5. and five. So you take a team like the Pirates, who this didn't work out today, but you know the Pirates, um, the Rockies earlier this year beat the Dodgers, and you go, oh, well, the Dodgers are not going to lose two out of three to the Rockies, so that people bet heavy on the Dodgers, and the Rockies end up winning. Um, so, so far, you're up 20 and a half units on that. If you're something to take a look into, keep track of it. See how it goes. Um, the Pirates over the last 10 seasons, after a win, 30, 390 and 353. Now, that does take into account their good years of 13 through 15, but... I mean, over a 10-year period where there was a more bad years than good years, I mean, it's something I'm going to look into. I'm going to track, and I'm just going to see how it goes, and I might start betting that. We'll see. Um, so for the overbets this year, 2, 1, and 1, and we're still sitting on one win out of our 65. Long year to go. We're still in the first week. Yep, overreaction week. Uh, we're still there. We have a uh, game tomorrow. I'm gonna, which I didn't look up. Great prep work by me. But let's go into this real quick. Tomorrow we got the Cubs at 12:35. It's gonna be Kyle Hendricks, who's already pitched this year against Zach Thompson, making his Pirates debut. Looking forward to that. Um, I think he can be a very solid pitcher for the Pirates uh, this year. And yeah, I think now that we have Hayes locked up, it's maybe time to extend Reynolds and get him his money. You know, you know, he hit the home run today. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's going to be a very solid bat. And it's time to start building the core. And it's time to start, you know, as Bob Nutting said, he goes, I want to start putting money into MLB. Now that's one thing to say and one thing to do it. But, you know, it's very exciting to see this stuff come together. So we didn't get the win today. Um, but you know, with baseball, there's always tomorrow. <laughs>